and uh, in the middle of it, it feels like it too, the summer of racing. The night of racing is happening right now where they blend not only great racing, but great music, Music City. The guy with his hand on the pulse of all of it is uh, the GM over there, Matt Ricci. Matt, welcome to WGN. Hey, thanks for having us. We uh, we appreciate the time this afternoon. Oh my gosh, this is it. And Nashville is just a road trip away. We talk about all those great road trip destinations, whether it's for great food or family experiences or racing, right? And Nashville, you guys are bringing it all together. We are, and uh, we're, we're getting that great sense today uh, as we're going to have a packed house today for our NASCAR Cup Series, Ally 400, um, premium spaces, grandstands. We're chock full of entertainment on and off the track, and we can't wait to host all these thousands of fans coming into Middle Tennessee. How does it feel? I mean, a sellout, right? And for a number of years, I've covered the sport for a long time. This is a great time to be to be in racing, to be racing, to be a race fan. I mean, in all series, whether it's the you know almost sold out Indy 500s, whether it's the interest in dirt track racing, whether it's NASCAR's resurgence, of course, to be all over the place here for Street Race Weekend. I mean, it's a great time to be into. into racing yeah i mean auto racing the momentum is is positive there's there's a lot going on and i think we're seeing that with coming into nashville as a market with as you mentioned the the entertainment and the value of folks coming into this market but uh, i know you guys are excited to uh to launch uh, the, the Chicago street race next week. And we're all uh, wishing you guys luck. Yeah. Well, before that you have a big event happening. And when, yeah, here's the one thing we always talk about. If you go to a race, you know, as much as the, the action on the track and the drivers that people know, love and appreciate there's it's, it's constant. It's an all-star game every time in the world of NASCAR and racing. But you know, a race in Talladega is a different vibe than let's say a race in Sonoma or Indianapolis motor speedway. Right. And so talk a little bit about it. If you can, Matt, like what is the unique, unique vibe for a race in Nashville because I got to feel just whether it's the the sights the sounds the people the vibe the music I'm sure it all comes to you on race day yeah all of entertainment is synonymous with with Nashville and we're going to see that on property today we've got Parker McCollum as our pre-race concert Old Dominion is going to be here to give what? the command uh yeah and then uh Great comedian, Nate Bargatze's taking a uh, a break from his Be Funny tour to be here with us today. He'll be driving the Ford Mustang pace car, leading the field to the Ally 400. So we, we've got a wide range um, of, of celebrities and guests that are going to be here. We've got some Titans players coming out, soccer players. We're going to be full, and people are going to be enjoying the, the action on the track. The connection with country music and racing, specifically NASCAR, is undeniable, longstanding, all of that. So you figure you'll get those people there. But what a treat for the fans that go there for racing, get Parker McCollum in there to do that old Dominion ride. Even if they're just saying, you know, even if they're just saying, driver, start your engines, right? They're probably going to do it in a musical way. Who's, who knows? That could be really cool. But when you're seeing some of those you know, like top level players from other sports have an interest. They're calling you up. They're saying, Matt, can we get tickets? Can we get in on things? That's exciting. It, it is exciting. It's, uh, you know, we're looking at more opportunities for next year's Ally 400 in 2024, just because we're actually having to turn some folks away that we'd rather host them. So uh, plan early, get your tickets now for 2024 Ally 400. Um, and we're going to keep growing, growing this in a big way in the national market. When it comes to the food side of it for the events, I know that has stepped up quite a bit where it isn't just festival food. And of course, our good friends at whether it's Aramark or Levy, they do a great job. But we're seeing it some tracks around where they're incorporating some of the some of the food or some of, especially a city like Nashville that has such a great 
food vibe and food history. For people that are there, that sold out crowd, is there anything interesting that you want to share that they'll be getting in on or things that may be available on the concession side? Well, I think when, when folks come to Nashville, I think the first one they're trying to try in the food spectrum is going to be Nashville hot chicken. And we've got, <laughs> right. we've got Hattie B's here in a, in a big way. Nice. Next, our food and beverage partner, they do a great job cultivating the food and beverage experience, and uh, it's going to be a good time for all to be had. Well, and think about the community, too, because the racing, it does happen. It's leading up. People, I always say that for, you know, all of our football fans, for a Bears game, right? If, you, if you're if you doing it right, you're getting in here maybe 9, 10 o'clock for a, for a noon game. You're going to tailgate a little bit. Racing fans, and this is for the listeners that may not be aware of all this, sometimes they'll show up like Tuesday, Wednesday for that for that Sunday race. So the tailgating aspect is really huge. It's a whole different thing. We've had we've had campers on property since uh, eight a.m. on Wednesday morning. They've been having a big time. I don't even hear it over the phone lines, but uh, if there's a, a little bit of bass going on, that's because our fan zone is fully activated right now. That opened at eleven a.m. We're at a six p.m. local start time, so folks are on the property having a good time already. That's crazy. Let the listeners know we're talking with uh, Matt Creechie. He is the GM over there at Nashville Speedway, and I thought when you said like we've had people here since. You said Wednesday. I thought you might say like Easter, right? <laughs> that they've been here and they've been waiting. And it is all going to happen. 6 p.m., right? That's when the green flag drops. Yep. Six, uh, 622 is our, our green flag. It'll be on NBC Network. Great partner for us. They're kicking off the second half of the season. And uh, if we allowed campers here in Easter to show up for a <laughs> Oh, wait. Oh, I, I think we locked. So what was it if you allowed campers in Easter? What was that? If we allowed them here in Easter, they would be here. Oh, so, yeah. yeah. So, they would. Oh, so very, very last thing. We know you have a busy day and are going to get to it. But your thoughts, because this is you know the 75th year for NASCAR. This is the first ever street race in the history of the Cup Series. They are going to be here. Are you going to make your way up here? Or just what are your thoughts? Obviously, you know, you're wishing good luck. You want a successful event. You realize what it means you know, for the series and the sport You know, just to be in this new market. But just your thoughts on the Chicago street race. Uh, it's a tremendous market for NASCAR and the industry to be in. I will not be making my way up there, but I will be cheering on and watching on the NBC broadcast next weekend. Uh, it's going to be exciting. Uh, it's a, it's quite the feat what they're going to accomplish next weekend, and everybody should tune in or get, get yourselves to Chicago. Yeah, feat coming up tonight, though. It's going to happen right there at, at Nashville Speedway and, uh, and Matt Creechie and his team will be there. You guys will be resting. I'm sure you guys will all be on vacation. You'll be at an all-inclusive something in Cancun next week. You deserve it because it's a lot of work we know to put on one of those races. So, Matt, we'll let you get back to it. And uh, thanks so much for everything. Thanks for uh, jumping on the show today. Thanks, Dan. We appreciate you having us. All right, we're going to take a break. And when we come back, you know, what do people love about the Dean Richards show? They love, well, they love Dean, obviously, and his, you know, the the movies and sort of the stars and the A-list situation, all that current events. Uh, Dean is going to be with a lot of our WGN personalities on the TV and the radio side. He is both. They'll be there at the Pride Parade. It is still looking like a great day out there. When we come back from this break, the other thing people look forward to is Dave Schwann and his far-flung forecast. And listeners of the show will say, well, he already did one. But remember Ernie Banks, right? Didn't he say, let's play two? So let's do two of those. And hopefully Dave will have something kind of fun and we can talk with him a little bit uh, after we come back from this break. So keep it here. It's Dane on 720 WGN. So Dave Schwann, we had talked a little bit about what people love 
look forward to and are excited about when it comes to the Dean Richards show. And certainly there's a, a percentage of that that is Dean, you know, as to be expected. Well, right? it is Sunday morning with Dean Richards. I mean, so, so there's going to be some of that. I think it would be I think it would be foolish for us to think that there wouldn't be. But well, I hope they're not getting wet out there because we had a shower that moved through here just a little while ago. No. And, um, you know, it looks like uh, they could get a little more rain now. So, it, yeah. I, would, so, I hope they're, you know, it's not raining on the parade. Literally. Well, right. So to speak. Yeah. So I know that is, that you'd already done a, a far flung forecast. And, and I know that that's one of the things that the listeners, um, many of them I have heard, not all of them, but they turn the, the radio off as soon as they hear it, because that is that is all. And then they go and start their Sunday. That's what they look forward to. But in the spirit of Ernie Banks, remember, he said, let's play. Let's play two. two. Right. So I think we have some Chicago prominence to go ahead and do an additional one. But we have a handful of minutes. And so we don't have to always keep it just to that. We can talk sort of, you know, extended on places you go because you travel all the time not only just to share those stories but also in person but so what would you pick for if you had to do like a a second far-flung forecast well i already chose one here in light of the fact that we are dealing with uh drought conditions uh in the midwest in illinois and iowa we've been running stories for the last few days about how in some areas it's uh, called moderate to even severe drought uh, and the fact that the rain we had overnight and the showers that we're getting now and those in the forecast, it occurred to me, well, we, have, we haven't had rain for a while, but where are some of the rainiest places mm. in the country? Mm. Well, let's go to Hilo, Hawaii. Okay. I've been to Hilo, Hawaii. It's beautiful. It's lush, and it is that way because it is one of the 10 wettest places in the United States, if not the world. On average, Hilo, Hawaii, gets 211 rainy days out of the year. Okay, so but but a Hawaii rainy day, and I spent a good portion of time in Hawaii. I don't know if I've ever been exactly to, to Hilo, but is it, so Dave, is a, is a rainy day in Hawaii like 10 minutes here and there, or is it like a Seattle kind of gloomy you know, sort of. It depends depressing. on it depends on the mood of the weather. <laughs> just like it has, it it can be almost anywhere. It can be a monsoon. It can be uh, gentle showers. I recall we did see rain when we were in Hilo. We spent a couple of days there in uh, 2015, um, and it can be a steady rain. Then it'll quit for a while. But you know, 211 days out of the year, the you know they're just they're just accustomed to that. Nonetheless, Hilo, you know, has an older feel to it, like an older uh, you know Hawaii type. Uh, uh, you know, culture to it prior to a big city like Honolulu. And that is a big city. Uh, but Hilo has a, a wonderful feel to it. Great people. There's some great restaurants there. Definitely recommending it. And as we speak, it's 71 degrees there, but it's not raining. <laughs> it's cloudy. <laughs> well, I mean, you have to have a little bit of clear now and then. And when you think right. of road trip destinations, why wouldn't be one of them? But they, you know, and it is weird. You mentioned it, Dave, because it's, and I've spent, you know, some time there, it sounds like you've spent some a good amount of time there, too, is the different, they are totally different. So, like, a Honolulu oh. on Oahu is is every bit the big city. It's a million people, and it's metropolitan area with skyscrapers and all that kind of when stuff. When you go down the main street in Honolulu, it's like walking down North Michigan Avenue. Yep. 
Yeah. Yeah. And you, then you have, you know, your diamond head and your super crowded Waikiki beach, but there's a lot of places that are pretty remote and you think, okay, well, it's a big, but it's, it's not that easy to get to. So there's a ton of places on the different islands where you can kind of have a beach to yourself if you wanted. Yeah. Yeah. Indeed. Very diverse, very different. Um, and also, as you know, you've spent time there on uh, our time on the big island there. It can be raining on one portion of the island, and as you drive around to the other side, clear as a bell. Sunny skies, and you wouldn't even know that it was raining there. It's a, it's just amazing. Super conducive for all those rainbows. It's a real thing. Exactly. It, I mean, it yeah. happens all the time. So yeah. of the of the Hawaiian islands, what was your favorite? I well, I enjoyed Honolulu. Uh, we we were there, and then uh, to uh, also Hilo, which really is where we pretty much concentrated. The one trip we did there, uh, that trip involved three destinations. Though we started, we went out to Seattle to visit my cousin, uh, who we hadn't seen in a while, and then from there we flew to Hawaii and spent time in Honolulu and Hilo, and then flew back to uh, California, Central California, because uh, I'm talking about we, meaning my my late father and I, spent some time in Napa Valley, the one place in California where we had never been. So we covered a lot of ground in two weeks. (laughs) What did you think of that? Because as you suggest places, and some of these far-flungs are, you know, they've got, it's of interest, whether it's a funny name or maybe something unique happened there. But I'm sure some people are inspired to like, hey, I would want to check that out. Now, I've spent a good amount of time in, in wine country doing some of the food coverage and things like that it's a totally different place than and california really is too right dave because it it is like five different states honestly you the diversity of california the geographic diversity of california is just amazing uh as i said we the the napa valley area was the one place we really hadn't spent time and even if you're not a person who is into wines and wine country and everything just the the beauty of the region uh, is is just something to take in and and enjoy. Um, you're away from a larger. You're not that far from San Francisco, but far enough where you don't you know you don't feel like you're in a suburb or anything like that. And then uh, you're not too far away from that uh, Yosemite National Park. And I have to say, Dane, I've been very fortunate to have gone to every state in the country really a number of uh, were there wait a minute so that's impressive because there are some states that really you don't have any reason to get to you yeah know, like a well i don't know you know nothing against like a north dakota or uh and you we know like a nebraska right? four years ago <laughs> yeah but was that were there some in there where you just were trying to like complete the set yeah you, you yep. know where you're like i gotta yep. go yeah we did we we you know we you know come from a family of lifelong travelers and so we uh we Several years ago, finished up New England, and then um, a number of, uh, about five or six years ago, a very good friend who I knew from here moved to Mobile Bay in uh, around Alabama, and that was the one state in the South I had never been to. So we did Alabama and a good bit of Florida. This was an opportunity for those states to make an impression on you, even though yes. you wanted to do it just like you know, just get across the state line, go to the rest area, get a picture taken next to like right. here you are, and then <laughs> boom, check it off the box. But for some, it was were there some places that you had absolutely you know just no general intention of going, but once you went there, you're like, wow, I would come back. Well, that would be um, among them would be Alabama because uh, you've got Mobile Bay there, a beautiful area and uh, wonderful people, just very very pleasant people there are very relaxed 
atmosphere. Um, and I would, uh, there, there really isn't one region of the United States I would not want to go back to. I would say, ah, I didn't like it. <laughs> I, have, I have preferences, right. you know, and uh, one of them being right here. Uh, you know, our northern, our neighbors to the north, as they say, Wisconsin and Michigan. I'm going to go back to Michigan here uh, today after work for a little while. And then the end of July, my girlfriend and I are going up to Traverse City. Wow. Those so, are oh, those are great yeah. spots. In summertime, there is no place better than a lot of the places where we are. And I always say the more places I go, the more I appreciate even the Chicagoland area. So, so very last thing, Dave, is a lot of people are going to make their way to Chicago for this NASCAR street they race. They sure are. Oh, just your thoughts on that because i was talking with bob kessler yesterday or earlier and his his whole thought like his his whole approach to it is that you know the sort of the flack on the on the traffic and the road closures and some of that sort of his perspective and i I guess people see it for different things or whatever their perspective is what's your thoughts on this i happen to live very very close to where this is going to take place and i'm i'm concerned about you know the congestion of getting in and out think about emergency vehicles however you know, I go through that area here to get to and from work, and I'm, I've been fascinated by the setup, you know, with the setup of the stands and the way that, you know, the track is going to be configured. I also am pleased that they're giving people plenty of warning about street closures so yeah. you know what to do in order to minimize, you know, getting in and around there. But uh, it, it certainly is going to be different. As you know, some of the people that are involved in setting this up, they've never quite done anything like this before. Yep. So it's a challenge for them, and we'll see how it goes. Well, here's the other side of it, too. Unlike another a sporting event, even if there's a big event at Soldier Field or at one of the stadiums or even Chicagoland Speedway, where if you didn't want to go, you didn't have to go and you didn't have to experience it. There will be people that have no intention of experiencing anything related to the Chicago street race. They're going to be right in the middle of it because the sights, the sounds, the smells. I mean, it's going to be happening. You're going to be able to hear it. I know they've got some mufflers on there, but it's definitely going to still be loud. There'll be some vibrations. People were worried about you know, have driving next to the museum, you know, like priceless vases falling over. <laughs> I mean, it, it's going to be, I don't want to say an assault on the senses, but it's more than just visual with racing. It is. It is. Uh, I know that there, you know, safety is definitely going to be a priority. Uh, have you heard something about some of the drivers saying that this is a this is a different type of course for them? That that, that, that this is not particularly what they're accustomed to. They've never driving? done it. Nope. Yeah. In the NASCAR Cup Series in the seventy five year history of the sport of NASCAR, they have never done a street race. So this is going to be new for everyone. This is a first for everyone. Yep. Man. There'll be a race on the Xfinity side on Saturday, which is sort of the the lower series, and then that Cup race on Sunday. And they're not even allowing drivers who are going to race in that sunday race to participate in the saturday so they don't have a leg up on the experience so everybody's going to be they have you know simulators right so they're practicing on computers but we'll see we'll see how it goes well dave enjoy your trip thanks for sharing all of your stuff with us talk with you as always dane yep have a great weekend when we come back a lot of people are going to be experiencing kicking off race week at bub city with el bandito yankee we're going to talk with tim muldoon the gm over there when we come back from this break it's dane here on 720 wg it is Dane here with you high atop Chicago in the Skyline studio. And uh, when it comes to great venues, you know, Chicago is a great food town has. And I always say you can spin the globe and put your finger down. And, and there are people doing that at a high level. 
uh, right here in this city from anywhere, any kind of cuisine in the country. When it comes to barbecue and it comes to sort of that blend of, of barbecue and music and just a great vibe in this city, Bub City is doing it and doing it right. And they will be front and center as Let Us Entertain You is the official food partner for NASCAR and the Chicago Street Race. The guy was handling the pulse of all of it down there at 435 North Clark. That is Bub City is the GM, the one only Tim Muldoon. Tim, welcome to WGN. Thank you, Dane, for that warm introduction. Appreciate that. Well, it's warm, right? Slow, low and slow introduction, right, on the barbecue side. So <laughs> talk about this, because you guys, you know, when people come in from out of town, and certainly for any of the, the festivals or the music or the concerts, Bub City is a destination that they have on their list. But with racing, you know, with NASCAR racing, and we've talked about it with a number of guests today, you know, there's a there's a unique relationship and connection with, with racing and NASCAR and country fans, and it's going to be a perfect mix this week. Yeah, it feels like the the right fit. Um, you know, we're, we're a destination here in Chicago for all those things you listed. Um, you know, that you de- generally don't find um, necessarily in big cities. And we feel like with um, you know the country kind of focusing in on the NASCAR race here in Chicago, uh, Bub City is, is the, the perfect uh, side dish for that race. Side dish. Look at that. A, a food pun. Very nice. So when you think about the barbecue side, and I cover all of that nationally, I've covered and judged the American Royal. I'm a regular judge for the the Jack International World Championship Barbecue. You know all of those things, all those great pitmasters, and you know Bub City does it and does it in a big way and, and in a right way. Is that something that that maybe you know, people in the know know, but people think of you as as a music venue, as a restaurant, as a lettuce concept, and maybe not knowing maybe just how serious you take that barbecue side. Uh, yeah, I think that's a, a good. You summed it up pretty well. Um, you know, we we like other lettuce restaurants. You know, we are uh, we get to wear lots of hats in any given week. You know, our brunch place on the weekends. We do uh, you know dinner service all through the week, and then live music on the weekends. So um, you know, we kind of got a, a little piece of everything for everybody um, the food is obviously an important part to that uh you know a lot of focus on our whiskey program as well but you know we, we smoke our meats fresh daily uh you know the brisket that you're eating we started the preparation on it the day before our pastrami special on fridays we started the process the week prior um you know food food's very important um chicago's a big culinary city i grew up here um you know everything from you know, the pizza to the beef sandwiches and hot dogs, you know, um, we, we everything you expect the best when you go out. And uh, Bub City aims to, to provide not only a, a wonderful meal, but also a, a great experience with our uh, high level of uh, musical talent. Yep, yep. And there'll be some of those on display here for the NASCAR street race. You know, they've got, whether it's Charlie Crockett, Miranda Lambert on the countryside, Black Crows, you've got the Chainsmokers. There's going to be a lot of music talent in for that racing. And as people sort of kick off their race week, they're going to be doing it on Thursday. Um, and we're going to be, ha- you know, we've got our big NASCAR street race radio special. We'll be doing it from the studio. We'll be calling in live to Bub City. And that's brought to you by El Bandito. So it's going to be exciting to build in one of our hometown spirits on the tequila side chicago is hometown so many connections but also the official tequila of race day a lot of that and it'll be right there at bub city uh yes sir we'll be born el bandito uh, margaritas on thursday on special uh looking forward to building a partnership with those guys um ruben and company have been, have been wonderful to connect with uh, around this event and looking forward to a long-established uh, uh, relationship there. One of the other exciting things is people that are listening will be able to sign up to win an opportunity to for two to go to Phoenix for the NASCAR Championship Weekend where the El Bandito Yankee Cantina is. So they'll be able to sign up there at Bub City, get caught up in the moment, and then hopefully be out and watch some NASCAR in November.
caliber for the championship. And it all kind of starts with this. And so let's talk a little bit about some of the food. So, so the barbecue side is obviously front and center, but what else do you guys have there? I mean, on the food specials, you mentioned the brunch. Is it all barbecue themed? I think that would be front and center, but you probably have more. Yeah, you know, um, again, the idea is to, to appeal not only to one particular demographic and have a little bit of something for everybody. Um, you know, on br- a brunch, we feature uh, on Saturdays and Sundays a uh, Nashville hot chicken nice. uh, and bacon battered waffle, uh, which is outstanding. You get a little bit of sweet, uh, you know, um, and help help recover you from whatever you were doing the night before, perhaps. <laughs> um, we, you know, we also feature our brunch ends on Saturdays and Sundays for our dinner special, uh, we got a wonderful turkey melt, a staff favorite on Thursdays, a brisket grilled cheese on Mondays, uh, just every day of the week, um, good food specials, um, pair that with good drink specials, um, and yeah, we, you know, we found it all, but our, our, our double barrel cheeseburgers, a, a fan favorite, um, you know, our, we have three different versions of a fried chicken sandwich, uh, each one spicier than the last, so, wow. um, whatever your palate desires, um, you know, don't skip on our mac and cheese either. It's one of one of our uh, most popular items as well. As people make their way to to Bub City all summer long, certainly for some of these big events around Chicago Street Race, but then again, you guys go and one of the iconic events we talk about it. I've covered it for ten plus years. Is Windy City Smokeout and Bub City is the cornerstone. They are the glue that pulls it all together. They are the bat signal that brings those great teams from around the country. Certainly, the music side is huge, and it is you know it's one of the top music festivals. But I always think of it from the food side, too. And so it's one of those top barbecue festivals. This year is no exception. You guys have some of the biggest acts in, in, in music on the countryside, but then also some of these great barbecue teams. Um, yes, we, we've been fortunate enough to build it to um, a, a level of where we have access to some of the best pit masters and the best beer companies, and, of course, um, oh, yeah. the, the best performers in the country. Um, each year seems to trump the last. I came around about six years ago. Um, but yeah, as you mentioned, it kind of all started down at Bub City and River North. And, uh, you know, now, uh, this will be our third year at the United Center in the parking lot. And it just seems to keep growing the popularity, soaring. Um, you know, people, people want to come showcase their food at, um, you know, smoke out. It's a desirable place to, to pour your beers and to, to serve your beverages. So, um, it's a very impressive, um, you know, enterprise that the West Entertainment Company has built, uh, and I'm very proud to, to not only be involved each year, but to, to be there shaking hands and serving food all day as well. Yeah, we'll be highlighting a lot of that action as we get a little closer to Windy City Smokeout, but Bub City is always in the conversation. If there is something cool that is happening in the summer in Chicago, if it's anywhere near the country world or certainly anywhere near barbecue, Bub City is, uh, is right there front and center. So we'll have links up at WGNRadio.com. Look forward to seeing you for, with all that i know there'll be an el bandito yankee car out in front of bub city thursday night and just a lot of excitement and uh so thanks so much tim for all the things that you guys do not only just with the events coming up but just in general with bub city adding it to that fabric of chicago on the food side and thanks for jumping on the show today dane the pleasure is all mine thank you uh, again just a heads up to everybody we're gonna have live music uh, starting this Wednesday with Live Band Karaoke at 10 p.m. and for 11 consecutive days through the holidays. So if you've got some extra time off of work, uh, make sure you come and see us. Uh, we look forward to seeing you again as well, Dan. Thank you. Tim Muldoon. Thanks so much, Tim. We'll let you, we'll let you go, and we'll, uh, we'll definitely have links up at WGNRadio.com.
All right, so the Tim Mulder Bub City, that is going to be the headquarters for all of that action, of course, for the El Bandito Yankee for sure, but then all that great music and then coming up with the barbecue. They never stop, and it's a cool, fun place to get to, too. We'll ask Patrick about Patrick, have you ever been to um to Bub City? You ever been inside there? Are you old enough even to have a uh, an adult beverage? Yeah, I'm 22. Okay, so you're just, just old enough. But, you know, they have other things. You have brisket sandwiches. Have you ever been to Bub City? No, I've never been. You got to make it out there. So hopefully, just as a lot of listeners are inspired to check it out, get in on all that fun, Patrick, our producer, hopefully he'll be doing that too. So when we come back, we're going to have Eric Lance. He is the driving force, no pun intended, in a lot of ways to El Bandito Yankees' connection with racing. It's the official tequila of race day. And so he'll be joining us when we come back from this commercial break. Keep it here. It's Dane on 720 WGN. On the line, we have, uh, we mentioned it, you know, one of the driving forces of the official tequila of race day. He is the, the CFO of El Bandito Yankee. He'll be in town and uh, with all of that team as they take over on the tequila side, bringing tequila to the track to the Chicago Street Race, the one and only Eric Lands. Eric, welcome to WGN. Hey, Dane. How are you? I am okay. I'm all right. I'm okay. This is um it's kind of the calm before the storm here. You're seeing a lot of the barriers go up. You're seeing a lot of the stands go up. You're seeing a lot a lot of the people brace for whatever sort of uh traffic situation they're going to have to either navigate or whatever, but it's happening. It's uh it's here. Yeah, it's going up. We saw it a, a week or so ago uh all the stands going up. I heard uh several of the drivers yesterday on the Xfinity race talking about how they had all gone and toured the course, some of the cup guys, some of the Xfinity guys that all have all been going up there kind of one by one to check out what the track's going to be like. And you wonder, like, what is that thought process? Because, and I had asked, I think it was maybe, I can't remember if it was, it might have been, it might have been Dale Jarrett or something, like who he thought had the best kind of either a leg up. Nobody is having a lot of opportunities. They're going to be qualifying same day. They're not letting the cup drivers actually race in the Xfinity race. They want to keep it as close to the vest as possible. But you think probably, Eric, and you're as big a race fan as there is, like Hendrick with maybe the equipment, they have maybe a good chance, or maybe Penske because of the diversity of the racing programs that they have within their organization. Who do you think has, if anybody, a leg up? You know, I, I don't think there is one, Dane. I mean, according to the drivers yesterday, they said a couple things. They said, A, they weren't sure while people thought they would have such a hard time racing on the course. They said, you know, the Formula One guys have a car that's bigger than theirs, and they race on narrower streets. But I think the one key thing that you did hear all of them say was they weren't sure that anybody was going to be able to pass anybody really well. And it was going to be really important on restarts and really important on pit road for them to keep any kind of momentum or ability to move forward. So I think that's something everybody's going to keep their eye out for. Yeah, they're going to keep their eye out for it. They're also going to be, uh, you know, not only that action on the track, but NASCAR is doing a great job to try to build in more things for more people on the entertainment side. I mean, this is, and you and I have been out to the Clash at the Coliseum where they tried to build in a bunch of different things. Certainly there's racing in there, but you have the, you know, the music and the, the culture and just some other things to keep maybe new fans more interested in things that sort of maybe they're more familiar with. For this one, you've got that festival, you've got that music, you've got that food. Is this going to be enough for fans? Oh, I think it absolutely will. In fact, one uh, one radio personality in NASCAR joked and said, we hope the fans remember there's still a NASCAR race going on <laughs> on Saturday and Sunday 
with how much music and food there is going on around that Grant Park area that uh, it's going to be quite the spectacle. And then hopefully you'll hop over and still watch cars on the track. <laughs> How much music and food and tequila, right? So the official tequila of race day, El Bandito Yankee, will be in full effect all race weekend long. And we just had Tim Muldoon, the GM for Bub City, to kick it off at that iconic location, right, that blends not only, you know, country music, great food, and, of course, spirits. El Bandito Yankee will be there. So talk about some of the things that's going to be happening with the spirit. So we're super in tune on the racing side for El Bandito Yankee, but just how it's going to be integrated into that race week. Yeah, so tons of stuff going on uh, next weekend. As you mentioned, Bub City is so graciously hosting our WGN, you know, live remote, radio remote session down on Clark Street there in downtown Chicago. I think that's 6 to 10 o'clock. You guys are going to be running some things in studio. We're going to be running some things from the restaurant. Uh, Lots of NASCAR personalities are already lined up to be on the show. I think it's going to be a great time and lots of tequila. Uh, also, I believe that our NASCAR show car and Flying Ryan Taylor's nice. NHRA drag bike will both be in attendance at Bub City. Um, so that's just the kickoff, and that's Thursday night. Come Friday, it's it's almost a redo uh, out in Naperville at Fat Rosie's and Smoke Show, which are kind of there in that kind of iconic, unique downtown Naperville area. Cool. Uh, they're having a huge NASCAR uh, party for us. And they'll also be doing watch parties at all the Fat Rosie's locations all weekend long for Xfinity Inc. Cup. Uh, and then, you know, obviously our big El Bandito Yankee Tequila uh, headquarters for race weekend is at Aurelio's Pizza down on Michigan Avenue during both Saturday and Sunday's races. We've got uh, kind of a VIP area going on for our accounts and, and the folks that service us so well that want to come and watch. And then we want the public to absolutely show up and support Aurelio's. Great pizza. We've got a lot of cool stuff for the fans. I know Chris Chelios, who all you Chicago folk are going to know exactly who I'm talking about. He's going to be there signing autographs on both Saturday and Sunday. Uh, I believe Saturday is 4 to 5. Sunday is 5 to 6. Nice. And then down on Grand Avenue at Passport Bar and Grill, they're going to be doing the same thing. Chris is going to be doing a signing on Saturday as well. Wow, so, that's lots, awesome. Lots of activity all weekend. And then Absolutely. here, and we had mentioned with Tim Muldoon, too, and this is going to happen not just at Bub City. That'll be the first opportunity, but for all of those Fat Roses locations and Aurelios, people will be able to sign up to win to be able to join El Bandito Yankee out at the NASCAR Championship in Phoenix at the Phoenix Raceway. So you get into it this way, right, and get an opportunity to sign up for that. And then, you know, one winner is going to, or two winners, right, one person, two winners are going to be able to join El Bandito out for the championship in the fall. Yeah, I almost forgot about that. I'm glad you brought that up, Dane. That's kind of an important piece to this puzzle is a little contest for running to allow someone to come out with some tickets enjoy the championship weekend in phoenix on on el bandito yankee tequila and uh really enjoy themselves out there yeah it's gonna be great okay so we want to give a picture people are hearing this and they're saying obviously it's chicago's uh hometown tequila they see the billboards up they hear all the stuff they certainly know chris chelios and every time the blackhawks score they break out the bandito but when it comes to racing and the official tequila of race day you know el banditos we're doing a ton of different things on that you know there is a bunch of different uh whether it's the dirt racing with rico abreu whether it's the nhra you mentioned flying ryan i mean we're i mean it's all it's all over the place right and involved in all those different series 
It is, and it's, it's almost going on every weekend, which is fantastic for us. I know Flying Ryan is up in Norwalk, Ohio this weekend. Uh, seeing his post and talking to his crew chief last night, he qualified P9 today. So he's running against P8 in, in round one of the Pro Stock Motorcycle. And then uh, I've already been in touch with Marty Mello this morning with, with Rico. He slightly missed the $250,000 grand prize last night at Houston Speedway in South Dakota. But Rico finished second, still got $50,000 pot last night in the sprints. And uh, both of those guys are fantastic ambassadors for our tequila company. I mean, absolutely wonderful people, always there for the fans, always doing stuff for the fans. We'll sign any autograph, take any picture. And they both love El Bandito Yankee Tequila. Yeah, yeah. Think about this. So, so Marty, who is his manager, had texted me to say, "Ask Eric about the So Fast It's Criminal bonus program." <laughs> yeah, we uh, we started a trend that I'm not real sure we we anticipated <laughs> that we were starting. We, uh, you know, all these contracts that we get to do these various things, they all start to look the same. And we wanted to have a little fun with Rico's in the fact that we put a little podium bonus program together for him. Little did we know when we signed up for that that he was going to go 14 straight weeks of being on the podium in the sprint car. <laughs> so I think he's I think he's trying to see how many checks we can write him in one season. So but, uh, hey, how do you look at that, Eric? You inspired him to be to be at his best, but financially, I you know maybe it's cost prohibitive. Do you tell him just like, hey, back off a little bit? Yeah, not well. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The accountant in me says back off a little bit. The racer side of our business says just keep going faster and keep winning and keep uh, showing El Bandito Yankee bottles on uh, on all your press. So look, I'm happy to do it. He's a great racer. He's having a lot of fun with it. I never realized that that program would sort of become a rumor mill in the garage in the sprints. And it's it, other people are now looking at it. I've heard other sponsors talking about it. So. I hope they're all ready to open up their checkbooks because I have a feeling some drivers are going to be talking to them in the off season. Well, people come up to me all the time and they say, "Like, wow, it's so exciting! What's happening with the spirit and with everything about it?" And you know, where can I get it? And when it comes to, you know, we've got we reach thirty eight states in Canada, so a lot of different places, but lots of listeners in Wisconsin. Obviously, it's available there. Some great things happening, but Indiana comes up all the time because of the great racing presence there. And of course, we're the official station for the Indy five hundred, the first station ever to broadcast that race but so eric when are we going to get i know we don't know necessarily but hopefully we can get in there maybe for for some of the later summer races or some other things i know people are asking yeah we are working on it actively we, we did make some progress this past week with our distributorship as to trying to finalize a date there's so many cool things whether they're race related or non-race related we want to do in indiana uh there's a there's a major racetrack, not Indianapolis Motor Speedway yet, that we're working with on a program for the rest of the season. There's some restaurant groups there. So lots of cool stuff. I promise that I think by the time we get to Labor Day, we will be in Indiana. So that's kind of the key mark for us. Yeah, and I know too. We talked a little bit earlier in the program with uh, with Matt Creechie, who's the GM over there at Nashville Speedway. There's a lot of that happening as well. I know off channel, I get asked about it as well. That's a great thing with all the things that we're doing with Country Thunder, with all the things that we're doing. And people are excited about getting into Tennessee as well. So a lot of exciting things happening. Of course, kicking off this weekend for race week for the NASCAR Chicago Street Race. So Eric, we'll let you get back to it. Where's the website for people to get more information about El Bandito Yankee? 
So they can go to ElBanditoYankee.com, or they can simply hit up our handle, uh, ElBanditoYankee, on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. They're all the same, at ElBanditoYankee. And once you're on the website, if you happen to be in an area where you can't go to your local liquor store or bar and find our product, there are several options for you to buy right there and have it shipped straight to your house without you even having to leave the couch. So, <laughs> so no, excuse, no excuse not to find your tequila that you really want to go buy. There's no excuse. All right, Eric, we'll let you get back to it. Drive safe, and we'll see you up here for race weekend and all that excitement. Thanks for jumping on the show today. Hey, quick uh, quick shout-out. My, my daughter finished third in the National Spelling Bee yesterday for Beta Convention, so I want to give her kudos. Congratulations. Wow, you got some brainiacs over there. All right, thank you, Eric. Uh, I don't know. I get it, but I appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, thanks. We That was Eric Lanz, El Bandito Yankee, in full effect next year. We are going to be done with the show. Thanks to everybody who participated, everybody who joined in, and uh, we'll see you next time. It's been Dane here on 720 WGN.